0: Ashley Drack reading Nora Roberts' book, Finding the Dream, chapter 13. Whistling between his teeth, Michael sent Zip into a raging gallop, bursting out of the woods into the sun like a flaming fire. The little demon could run, Michael thought he'd be sorry to lose him, but the offer that had come in that morning closed the deal. In a matter of hours, the speedy little coat would be on his way to Utah. Gonna have some fun with the fillers up there, kid, and breed some champs. And the asking price meant that Michael could close the deal he'd been negotiating for a practically, particularly fine-looking Palomino mare and her doe-eyed fowl. The mare was ordinary, he mused, had twice tried to kick him and her handler during the inspector. Michael liked her the better for it and for the fact that she bred such a tough little fowl. A fowl he was already planning to race for stud. A couple more years, Michael thought, the new colt would cover 20 mares, and at four, his full com- complement of 60. They'd do fine together, he decided, that snippy palmetto mare and the energetic little buckskin she'd birth would help him start a new phase of his business. Within two years, he projected Ferry Ranch was going to mean something, something more than livelihood and survival. It was going to mean quality, and that, Michael thought, as zip tour around the stables was something he'd live most of his life without it would have been impossible and worse embarrassing for him to explain to anyone that he had always wanted quality not just for what he had or what he built but for what he was he always wanted to come from something to be something and he had come from nothing that he had to face could be changed nor could he change the fact that it left a sore spot inside him that was nearly really Never really eased. He got years telling himself it didn't matter what his parents had been, how he'd grown up, or how he lived, but it did matter. Now more than ever, he knew it mattered. There was a woman in his life who shouldn't have been there. Sooner or later, he had no doubt she'd seen that for herself, the insult of it, and the inability the inevitability made him push the colt for more speed. Not for a minute would he have admitted that he was racing away rather than toward. Nor would he admit even to himself that his emotions had been in turmoil from the moment he stepped inside the stables last night and found her. As if she was meant to be there with him, for him. As if he could take and hold, maybe even deserve something as lovely and fine and vital as Laura. And be for her what she could be for him. The hell with it. Michael told himself, Squitting into the sunlight as the coat flew over the ground. No way he was going to start fashioning pretty little dreams about a life of Laura, if he was what if he was one thing he was a realist his time with her was temporary and he would damn well pack as much into it as he could while it lasted he was already into the run the coat bunched for the leap when michael spotted the figure Lord, and at the paddock they sailed over the fence sprued up dirt and dust that's hell of a horse by and called out as michael trotted him. he is Bending, Michael slapped Zip's neck and dismounted. Sold him today. Guy in Utah. After unclenching the saddle, Michael hung it up and said, Wants to breed for speed. He'll get it. Byron leaned over, padded the cold sleek throat. Isn't even winded. Nope. We'll tire his rider up first. I'm surprised you're not using him for stud yourself. He's prime. Yeah, he's prime. But I have more foundation to build before I add a stud. Couple more years, he thought picturing the foul again. And we'll both be ready. Right now his horse training and building on the investment. We've got a good start. The walker there. What are you asking? Max? <laughs> Michael glanced around, watched the horse wishes. To... I'd tell my own mother first. He held up his hand and Max walked over. Glad to say you Max. Max peeled back his lips on so his teeth showed and spit the air with the horse he laugh. Give us a kiss, then. Max nipple sexual, so Michael shit and began. Nobody's full sniffed. sniff, that is fine. True love is never enough, one one. Okay from your horse or a carrot, whichever. I'll buy them both thanks. But he stroked Max mane. So it's the horse crunch carrot. You got some fine looking stock here. You in the market. I told myself it wasn't, especially with the baby coming. You look long at the mare tour center fell. Shit. This takes me back. Michael picked up a dandy brush and began to dream zip. What are you? About two Twelve. Byron said Two twelve. twelve. The big clenum with the twos run stocks. He'd carry you. Byron studied the bay. <sighs> Noted the lines, the flashy white blaze. Hands and bastard doesn't he good saddle horse. Well man well mannered but no pussy. Needs a firm hand. The right hand. Michael took his tongue in his cheek as he continued to work. Making a good deal. Seeing as you're related to Josh, I'm married to one of my favorite people. I didn't come by. the horse straight. No. Placidly Michael leaned against Zip, lifting a hoof to pick it out. Why then? I was in the neighborhood, more or less, and I thought you might want to come by on Saturday night. Poker. I'm usually up for a game. Then he paused and he This isn't gonna be one of those enlightened evenings with women asking if a straight beat's flush. Kate would knock you on your ass for that comment. But, <laughs> no, it's purely sexless. Men only. And I'm in thanks. Maybe I'll win the bay from you. Keep dreaming, wit. Good heart. Room, he remembered. About sixty hands, isn't he? <laughs> Michael spooed a grin. His grin continued to clean his mouth About. Just turned four. His was a walker. His name a dark-eyed flusie from Baton Rouge. Shit, he was sunk. He's <laughs> stable? Yep, here for now. Then in my place when it's finished. Should be ready to start construction in a couple of weeks. Let's take a closer look. In his sovereign rose suit and mangled shoes, by climbed into the paddock. I've heard you southern boys are card sharps and horse thieves. Michael commented as they strode conveniently toward the bay. You're right. How long was she gonna make him wait? Michael paced the floor, contemplating the bottle of wine on the counter. made him scratch his head. He actually gone out and bought wine. Not his usual style, but he figured sex in a horse star wasn't Laura's usual style. The least he could do was offer her a civilized drink before he jumped her again, which was just what he wanted to do if she ever got there. Of course, she was coming. He reminded himself of that a half dozen times over the last hour, the way it had been between them the night before. She had to be just as eager for a repeat performance. She'd have thought of him during the day countless times, the way he thought of her, the way he would have sworn he smelled her every time he took a breath, the way he caught himself going off. Off into some brainless trance because he could see her face in his hands or her voice or want her just want her when had he ever wanted anything like this once he'd wanted escape and he'd gotten it he'd wanted danger and risk and reckless adventure and he'd gotten that too and when he wanted peace, a life he could look at with some measure of pride, he'd gone out and gone down as well. But did he have Laura? Was she going to slip silkily through his fingers before he'd gotten a good grip? Or before he figured out what the hell to do with her? About her? She was out of his league, and knowing it pissed him off, made him turn to drag her to equal ground. Sex was a, greater e- was a great equalizer, and he had her there, for now. Ferris with himself, for nagging at what shouldn't have been a problem before a glass of wine, he sniffed it, shrugged, down, one in Rome fairy, But he set the glass aside and began to pace again, prowling back and forth across the length of the room like a cat prowling the confines of a cage. He caught a glimpse of Anna that afternoon when he surprised. Supervised the transfer of the coat From the bull she shot out of her eyes He had the feeling that Laura hadn't managed To get past her that morning it Made him grand to think of it The allocated lady of the house Sneaking in a dawn In baggy shirt and jeans Caught by the ever-present cold-eyed housekeeper Maybe Sullivan had locked Laura in his, gr- his grin vanished Just the idea popped into his head Maybe she had Laura trapped inside She should let her out Maybe she was And maybe he should get a grip on himself He decided The hell with it He had it for the door He was going after her When he yanked it open Laura Or jump back a full step, press the hand to her throat. You scared the life out of me. Sorry. I was about to rescue you from the dungeon. Oh, she's my puzzled. Where are you? But you seem to have managed it on your own. I couldn't come any sooner. We've been having a little chaos. My parents have decided to come out for a quick visit. They'll be here in a couple of days, and the girls were so excited. I had a hard time getting to bed. Then we had to. You don't have to explain to me. Just come here. He pulled her close and released a portion of frustrated need in one rough kiss, pressing her back against the door jamb He fisted his hands in her hair and released more. The same she thought, wrapping herself around him. The same heat. The same rush. The same wonder when she could breathe again. She kept her hands on his shirt. I thought. What? What? What's your? Nothing. Smiling, she looked around. Hello, Michael. Hello, Laura. He circled her inside and closed the door with his, but I was going to offer you some wine. Oh, thank you. That would be nice. But it's going to have to wait. He swung her into his arms. Oh, that's even nicer. He did bring her a glass of wine which she was sitting on his rumpled bed wearing his shirt. Not having what he considered her dis- misplaced sense of modesty, he sat across from her naked knee to knee. I'm kind of celebrating. He told her and tapped the glasses together. Glasses together. She felt so loose, you certain she could slide right into the sheets. What are you kind of celebrating? I sold two horses today. One to your brother-in-law. Pirate? surprised, He sipped, recognized the rich tang of good Templeton Chardonnay. Funny, Kate never mentioned they were buying a horse. I guess he hadn't told her yet. Ah. Uh... Uh-oh, <laughs> this does have a problem with horses. No, but it's quite a commitment, so I'm surprised they didn't discuss it first. I'm sure she will be, too. I'd say he can't handle her. It's not a matter of handling one way or the other. Marriage is a partnership, and decisions require discussion, mutual agreements. And what are you grinning at? You look cute, sitting there all mussed up from sex and lecturing me on relationship ethics. I wasn't lecturing. <laughs> it's like a small, cool sip from her glass. I'm simply stating, don't you believe in relationship ethics? Yep. His hand won't eye But I figure life, in any partnership, sometimes one end makes a decision on its own, and that is... Get bent a little. I like this little birthmark way up here. His finger's getting high on her side, over a small crescent Looks like a moon. Sexier than a tattoo. <laughs> You're trying to distract me. Doesn't take much effort. Hit buddy, trailed his finger back down to her knee. I don't want to see the guy get popped by his wife. He fell for the horse. Maybe I gave him a little push. He moved his shoulder. If Kate has a problem, we're going to lose the deal her head and then, in your opinion, Kate would be a shrewd and buy a of toast I was thinking worse, actually. <laughs> he straightened her leg so that he could lift her knee and kiss it. Did you always talk everything over nice and civilized with Ridgeway? No, that was part of the problem. I did what I was told and behaved like a proper, dutiful, and spineless wife. Sorry, annoyed with himself for the need to pry open that door to her life. She gave her knee quickly. Bad question. No, it wasn't. She shifted a little, leaned back on the pillows propped on the iron headboard. I learned from it. I learned I won't ever be spineless again, or in-in-official, of quite-that-quietly de- desperate. Tap her fingers against the glass as she put it in words, what had been in her. What he did, I let him do, which means it was as much as my fault as his. I'm only story took finding him in bed with another woman to force me to fix my life. You're happy now? Yes, and grateful. She's my-grateful to you, too. His thumb skidded around and rubbed the back of her for war. Helping me realize I have a sex drive. Appreciating her, he leaned up, nipping her lips with his. As he set his glass on the table he had problems with that. I'm not having them now. Maybe I should check just to be sure. But before she can circle him into her arms, he said, I think I'll start down here. He remembered and lifted her foot. You're not going to... Oh, her head fell back as his teeth tongue went to work. They do... Reptile in the spot, at the resort, she murmured as he bombarded all many manner of tiny sensitive nerves. It never felt like this. You're not going to start fantasizing that I'm Victor the massage boy, are you? She laughed, moaned, shuddered. No, the reality is just Jason. She dropped her glass, flashing wine all over herself. And then she said, Oh, I'm sorry, let me. No, you don't. He gave her a gentle shove and sent her weakly back on the pillow. You stay where you are until I finish. He scraped his teeth over her ankle. Things were a little rushed before us. I think I skimmed over some of the finer points. He pressed the heel of his hand lightly against her had her hips raised. I suggest you hang on, sugar. I won't take you for a long, hard ride. It was like being assaulted on all sides, inside and out, mind and body. She could do nothing but absorb, react experience. He worked his way up as if she were a meal to be savored. Course by course, the lights he left burning blazed too bright, burned her eyes even when she closed them. The air, breezing through the open windows, was suddenly too thick, so that each breath she took was a gasp. Her skin, no longer cool, pulsed with the beat of blood beneath, and with the skim of hands and mouth. Long muscles in her thighs quivered as he cruised over them. The sheets rustled at the bunch and flecks of her hands. She'd never been tasted this way, touched this way, as as if she were everything in all things, and his mouth closed over her, suddenly greedy, rough and focused on the, that core of wet heat until she flew up like an arrow, with the sharp edge of her own pleasure stabbing her. He was mad for her now, wild to see her pinned on the jagged peak of her own ecstasy. Her head was flung back, her eyes blind, her hands wrapped around the iron posts of the bed, as if only that desperate grip kept her anchored, and he was mad to drive her farther. He used his hands until she bucked against him in a frantic pleading rhythm, watched her, watched her until his name sobbed out of her till her hands lost their grip until her body went pallid as pulled wax. she lay still, wretched, unable to do more than moan when he lifted her enough to slip the shirt away from her. You're beautiful, Miss Dimbleton gold he touched his hand or a rose in her breast she jumped michael she went to all the other rooms i can't can't you gently now he lowered his head flicked his tongue over i wonder I know you didn't, you yeah, haven't reached for him, knowing she would find him harder <laughs> let me some other time, he smiled, those blooded leaped when her fingers closed around, I'll take a rain check, let's just see if we can finish this the old fashioned way, this time he closed his mouth over her breast and set the echoing now, you do things inside me, her breast began to hitch again, that curl of new need began to spread and ache and talk. You have no idea what you do inside me. It was building again, impossibly strong. She could have wept. He feasted on her breast, teeth and tongue, hunger for the flavor of her. That fragile floral taste he to crave. He took her hands, wrapped them around the post again, keeping his clamp over hers. The thought ran through her reeling head that they were both trapped, both locked in, both prisoners of this. Excepting, she lifted her mouth to his, linking there as well, and met his fast, desperate thrust. Then it was only blind speed, blazing heat, gasps, and the animal swung of flesh against flesh, harder, deeper, until he was buried in her, till still, until still linked hands, mouth, sex. They plunged. Later, when blood had cooled and the air it was quieting, and she shifted, his arm curling around her, held. I thought you were asleep. She was. I have to go. I can't stick in the house of dawn every morning and carry my shoes a little while longer. He was still half asleep and his voice was thick with, I want to hold you. Her heart melted gently. She brushed his hair back from his face. Wild untamed hair, she thought. Devil's hair. Dark and stuck only a little while. She rested her head on his shoulder, her hand on his heart, but he was already asleep again. So she lay there for a little while, feeling his heartbeat. Mrs. Williams slid a stack of papers under Michael's nose It seemed the least he could do was eat them She watched him take the first bite Her arms folded over his The best, he said When I get my plays back together I'm gonna miss sneaking over here and having you feed me Sure you don't wanna marry me and come along You keep asking, you might get surprised She topped Bob's coffee The boy had always had a ragged Raging appetite, she full For all manner of things Did you finish up that casserole I sent down? I ate it Bowl and all. <laughs> absently reached down to scratch the kitten. that wound hopefully through his legs. And the pie. And those cookies. He grabbed her hand nibbled on it while she clucked at him. If you were to see your way to make one of those chocolate cakes. The one with the cream and the cherries. Black forest. Miss Laura's favorite. It is. Apparently they shared the same taste. Out of bed as well. She probably wouldn't miss a piece or two of it. We'll see about it. She skimmed her hand through his hair. Tugged on the ponytail. You need a decent haircut. Man, your age wearing your hair like hippie. The last hippie immigrated to Greenland in nineteen seventy nine. There's a small communion there where they still make love beads. Oh, you're a smart one, you are. Eat your breakfast. I've got to see that those children are fed before they go off to school. Miss Laura, Ursic, and me? Boston- Eats like a sparrow. Never takes the time to sit down and start the day with a decent meal. Just coffee, she tells me. Well, you can't fill a body with coffee. Lord's body seems sure fine to him, but he did think it was wise to mention it. Mrs. Williams might be fond of him, but he did imagine to proof of him luring the mistress the hot, sweaty bouts of sex. She's gonna make herself sick like Miss Kate did last year. Michael saw and Kate was sick. And also, even the idea of it insulted her. Mrs. Williamson stopped flipping pancakes turned around him. Can you imagine that? Overdoing, under-eating, under-reacting, over worrying until she was flat on her back. Well, we took care of that right now. She's okay now. She looks great. Fitting fine and expecting to. Case pregnant. The <laughs> fled Michael's face. No shit. He winced when she sent him a narrow look. Remember, she didn't care for such language. Sorry. Well overlook it this time. She's got herself healthy and happy. She's got herself healthy and happy, our Kate. That man she married won't let her get away with that kind of nonsense. There's a sensible man, one who knows how to take care of a woman. They look good together. Classy, Michael thought. Right down on his feet. but then Byron had grown up in southern comfort and Kate was in every way that mattered to Templeton. They fit, he added. That they do it's a good feeling to see miss kate happy miss margot so nice and settled what's miss laura got but those two angels to raise on her own she was with a it's a good ty- thing her parents are coming back for a time there's no one in the world straightens out a tangle like mr and mrs t when the door opened she you closed her mouth not wanting to be taken for gossiping mrs williamson I oh hello michael <laughs> laura looked as fresh as a rosebud in her neat pale yellow suit, not at all like the woman who had sobbed out his name the night before, unless you look at the eyes. <sighs> Hello, Laura. Miss Williamson took pity on a starving man. Blueberry pancakes, the girls will be in heaven. So now, Miss Laura, I have a plate now. No, I can't just coffee please. I was looking for Annie. She accepted the cup Miss Williams handed her. I've got to go in early. There's a problem at the office. She looked for She'll be in the car already. I can't find Annie. I need to see if she can run the girls' school. She's gone. She's gone. It's her day for the farmers market. Oh, Lord I forgot. Then I'll have to. I'll run them in. Busy rearranging her schedule. Lord what? What? I'll run them to school. I couldn't oppose, but it's no problem, and I don't think you have time to argue about it. Go on to work. I think I can get you girls to school without permanent damage. I didn't mean he was right, she admitted. With another glance at her She didn't have time to argue. I appreciate it. Thanks. It's Hornbrecker Academy. If you take I something, I know where it is, you know. Same place you went. Yes, you know, don't you know where she went to school. I, I really appreciate this, Michael. I'm so late, Sit the coffee side. So it when her when it's Relax, the hotel's not going to collapse if you're late for a meeting. No, but my department might. <laughs> Allie has to turn on an English composition this morning. She has it, I checked, but you might want to remind her. And Kayla should go over her spelling words on the drive-in. She has a test Allie can help her. I said I'll handle it. Yes, but if you make sure they take umbrellas, I've <laughs> set them out more. Now! He rose, and forgetting he had an audience, took her face in his hands and kissed her, go away. Aye, she glanced over where Mrs. Williams was all but apparently busy. I mean, I'm going, but they need to be reminded to feed the dogs sometimes. Out, because she apparently needed a boot for to go nag somebody else. But she opened her mouth again and gave her a friendly slap on the butt to send her along. How does anyone start a morning like that? He wondered Then the turnip on this one was mind or soberly. He cursed, but was wise enough to do it only. <laughs> Is it like that around here every day? He <laughs> ignored his question, stepped forward, walked around him. Thought he had a pretty good idea of what you would seen. A man who came in the back door, I guess he did belong with the front one, She stopped facing her. I wondered if you had your eye on anything else around here besides my cooking. Because she had a way of making him want to shovel sweetie-tuck's sand as well, so so good. She gave his cheek a brisk pat and was amused by the surprise on his face. The boy she thought had never had a clue of his own of his own worth. So good for Buzzview and about time I say. First time in her life that girls had a real man humbled. speechless, he shook his head, When he found his voice again. He took her, Mrs. Williamson, you slay me. I will if you break her heart, but in the meantime, you should be good for each other. Now sit down and finish your breakfast before it's cold. If you're gonna handle those girls yourself this morning, you need a few. I love you, I really do. <laughs> her face creased in a wise I know that, boy. I love you. Right back. Now sit down and eat. They'll be down in a minute and chattering like magpies. End of chapter 13.